This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. It's my pleasure once again to be talking to Megan Williams, Hawke's Bay's most glamorous gardener, and this program is called In the Garden with Megan. Hey, go, Megan. I'm good, thanks, Ken. How are you? Pretty good. What are you up to this week? Well, I have been in the garden a bit, although the weather's been a bit cooler this week for some reason. Um, and I, as I was going in the back door yesterday, I noticed under the leaves of one of my little plants that it popped up, a lovely red begonia. So I've been looking for it. It's just in a, in a um, plastic bag container because I just didn't know whether they'd all sort of work, but they did. And so I'm going. I've been looking around the garden for a nice pot to put it in, so as I can bring it inside. But tuber begonias are hard to beat for pots in the summer and the garden, mm. the garden borders, especially in shades or semi-shade positions. So there's not a lot of things that actually you know don't like not being in the full sun. So um, they hang down over the side of the um, bas- hanging baskets. And, uh, but they are frost tender, so when you, if you've bought some tubers, make sure you start them off in, um, indoors, so as they don't get, or in a greenhouse, so as they don't get um, the danger of frost. But mind you, hopefully all our frosts have gone now. Yes, indeed. So um, just wait till the tubers come up and show through, the, you know, sprouting through with some leaves, and then you can um, put them outside, like now, um, with, the, with the frost is now gone. Um, they should be prox- planted approximately five centimetres deep to uh, to allow good cover for the um, for the roots, so they're not they don't sort of um, fall apart because they because they dangle over and the weight of the plant will sort of pull them out if you if you're not careful. So make sure you plant them about five centimetres deep. Um, you have to water um, after the planting and be careful of not overwatering because they don't like being um, soggy and having all their feet wet. Um, in the early stages of growth, it's best to keep the plant in a warm area of the garden with um, good ventilation and you water the plants late in the day as the watering and the full sun can cause the burning of the leaves. So remove the old flowers, it's like, in other words, deadhead them, which I've been doing for my roses. But I'm really excited because I've never really attacked the begonia. Um, I've done begonias around a border, you know, those mm. little wee ones, but I've never had, I was at my brother's last year and he had these beautiful pots everywhere. Mind you, he's in Auckland. But um, he had these lovely pots of these all oh, different coloured begonias, and they're all flowering profusely, and I just got quite jealous. So this year I bought I bought about three or four packets, and I've got them, and I've kept the packets so as I know the names of them, which is, you know, I mean, I don't really know the yes. names of anything, but I yeah. haven't really made an effort this time. And so I can see I've got the one beautiful red flower so far, so I can see that these tuberous begonias are going to give me a lot of pleasure during the summer. Summer. So the main thing out there, um, I be, this weekend I'll be um, doing the lawns because they're growing flat out, you can just about see them growing, and I will be deadheading the, oh I've had the most amazing roses this year, I think it was the, the wet spring that we had, and so they've just been glorious, I last night went out and picked about eight, long, two and a half feet long stems full of pink roses at the top and they're in my lounge in the vase and they just look divine. I, they give me so much pleasure in my roses. Um, some people don't like them because they're prickly and yes, they do prickle. Yes, yes I have got a sore face about, you know, the yeah, beauty of them. Right. The, oh, it's a beautiful perfume in the house when I walk past the lounge. It's just glorious. Um, so that'll be me. I've got a busy weekend and of course um, I was going to be in the, did I tell you about the market day? I was going to be yes, in the baby market and it broke my heart. But never mind. Um, I'll be, I think there's lots of other markets that go on every week and so 
I probably will be able to get a stand in another market to get rid of all these incredible, um, sustainable Christmas gift, gift um, bags that I've been making. Well, I can tell you so that I the uh, Columbus Church in Havelock North, they are looking for stall holders, so you could go out there and sell your bags. Oh, really? Yes, they are. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, I might give them a ring. Yeah, well, what about my plants? I've got, lo- oh, I've take, got walnut trees and fig trees. Take them as well. That'd be great Christmas okay, presents I will, too. Oh, well, that's a good idea. Okay, that's a good idea. So what days do they have it? On well, I think they've got, a, they've got a special Christmas one, and don't quote me, but I think it is the 11th of December. Is that a Saturday? The 11th. That would work for me. Yeah, yeah. give them a, give them a yeah. ring, book a table. Okay, cool. Good on you, Ken. You're the man. I know. What have you been doing in the kitchen? <laughs> well, um, last night, Norm came for tea, and I said, let's have a curry, um, curry and rice. So I just made some mince with you know, vegetables and, and put um, sultanas and coconut and curry in it. And I had rice. But then I thought, um, what am I going to have with it? I want, so I just looked up a recipe of naan bread, and it actually worked. I couldn't believe it. I <laughs> because when you have a curry, um, you can wrap the, the naan bread in, you know, wrap the curry in the naan bread and eat it like that. And it's a really nice way to eat. You know, it's, it was sort of different. Than, yes, it is. So I, the, the naan bread recipe, well, naan bread is, um, you have to, you'd have to have a sort of like a cast iron skillet. Now, I've got a pancake skillet that the children have bought me for our, um, you know, crepes that we make on Christmas morning. And so that is really perfect because it's non-stick and, and really works for this. So the ingredients are one teaspoon of sugar, half a cup of warm water, quarter of an ounce, which is two and a quarter teaspoons of active dry yeast. And, of course, we all had that um, during COVID. Yes. Putting <laughs> in the fridge. Um, two and a quarter cups of all-purpose flour, half a cup of plain yogurt, half a teaspoon of salt, one tablespoon of oil, and then some oil for the skillets when you're going to be um, cooking them, and two, uh, three tablespoons of melted butter. I didn't really butter them. I didn't, didn't need them because I wrapped the curry in them. Mm. So the instructions are in a small bowl, add the sugar, the warm water, and the yeast together and stir until they're combined well. And the yeast should be activated when it um, comes a bit foamy with about 10 minutes. Transfer the flour to a flat surface and make a well in the middle and add the yeast mixture, yogurt, salt and oil and knead the dough until the surface becomes smooth and shiny, about 10 minutes. Cover the dough with a damp cloth and let it rise in a warm place or, for example, beside the stove or in a warm oven. And the dough should double in size. It takes about an hour. Now, that's the instructions. But what did I do? I got a bowl out of the cupboard, put them all, put everything in there, and then gave it a bit of a stir, and then took it out of my hands and just um, kneaded it for a little bit, put it back in the bowl, and put it in the oven and switched the oven on to just 75, you know, the, the yeah. low, what's called warm. So just 75. And it doubled in size within less than an hour, so it was really cool. Um, so then you divide the dough into about eight equal portions, or I just grabbed the bit in my hand, and roll it out um, with a rolling pin, and then heat the skillet. The cast iron is preferred, but you can have any any frying pan if you want to, but the skillets really work well. Over a high heat and lightly grease the surface, I put just a little bit of oil, um, and then pour it put that at what the, the way you've rolled it out, place it on, and then it puffs up a little bit, so don't leave it on there too long, then just flip it over. And it's just amazing. But they just, they, were, they really worked well. I couldn't, didn't think I could do anything <laughs> like that. But they were really, really good. So I'll be doing that for you again. Must give it a try myself. Good on you, Megan. You look after yourself. We'll talk to you same time, same place next week. Don't forget the robin.
This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air.